This episode of Nerd Cognito is brought to you by, well, you. A lot of you have gone to Nerd Cognito, gone to the support our show section, and we cannot thank you enough for your generosity. It helps us pay the bills. Look, we're not here to get rich. We're here just to talk about the hobby that we love and the things that we like, and hopefully the things that you like, too. So we sincerely appreciate every time you Venmo us five bucks for a milkshake or whenever you use our Amazon link to click through and do some shopping. We get a small cut, and that helps contribute towards the bills. It is truly, truly appreciated. So if you haven't yet... Go to nerdcognito.com and check out the Support the Show page to see all of the ways that you can support the show, both monetarily and, as in the case with the Amazon link, through no additional cost to you. Hey, you're going to do the shopping anyhow. Give us a little taste of the pie, so to speak. Again, we sincerely appreciate it. Now, on with the show. Oh, another week has gone by. My name is Ryan David. Hey, thanks for joining us this week. I am joined as always by Bert. What's going on, Bert? What's going on, Ryan? Oh, you know, same old shit, different week, but we are here to talk about, uh, well, a little bit of the same old, same old. This week, we're going to revisit a lot of different things. We're going to talk about the whole drive through debacle. We're actually going to bring in a guest and like-minded old grognar, Joe Harden from the Biggest Geekest podcast. So he's going to be joining us in a moment. And uh, then later on in the show, we're going to you know tell everybody about how the joys of our cowboys becoming fantasy characters went over. And we'll talk about... Bringing Michael's disembodied head into the table. So, big week, <laughs> Fair Bert. enough. Big, big week. Yeah, we got a lot of little things to talk about. Well, you know, if you get a lot of little ones and you just put... Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I want to welcome everybody. Give a big Nerd Cognito welcome to Joe Harden from Biggest Geekers. Joe, you with us? I am. Thank you well, for having me on. Not a problem. Welcome. Welcome. We are excited to have you. Um, I'm a big fan. I, I I watch you on YouTube because you guys are brave and you do the video thing. Uh, <laughs> nobody wants to see this face. So um, we're, we're, we're very pleased to have you. And I, I think that you have something that we're going to talk about that could be very valuable for a lot of the members of our community that maybe don't listen to our show or maybe haven't discovered your show that could be very helpful. And, and that is your storefront, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Tell everybody who you are and, and why you're here. Well, my name is Joe Harden and I am one half of the podcast now turned video, uh, YouTube video, uh, biggest geekest. Well, like he was saying, we do video, but we used to do and still do an audio podcast that you can catch out uh, on any podcatcher you care to, to um, employ. We're kind of um, fond of, or at least I am fond of Fountain at this point as a podcatcher, but ah, yes. see, I've, I've sold my soul to Google for everything else. I figure someone's going to mind my data. So I just had to make my choice. So I just use Google podcasts because it integrates with 
Oh, everything from my house to my garage door to my phone. So oh. I'm, yeah, I'm one you're, of those. You're doing the full Google um, uh, Monty then. Well, uh, yeah, guilty. <laughs> well, um, some might, people might uh, think I'm um, as bad, but in a different way, because Fountain has uh, bought into the conspiracy theory known as Bitcoin. And, and I lost a lot of money in Bitcoin this year. <laughs> this year was bad for Bitcoin. I don't have a lot invested in Bitcoin, well, really any, but uh, Fountain has uh, has a feature, if you are into Bitcoin, known as streaming sats. And there, it's a very small fraction of, of Bitcoin. And it's basically a token you can exchange uh, to within their framework to uh, boost other people. So it's sort of their own wallet and they, they let people flip Satoshi's for free. It sounds like yes. hopefully it, for free. Yes. I'm pretty, okay. yeah, I didn't have to pay them to do that. That's, that's fantastic. But uh, man, yeah, I was going to say taking, taking a donation in crypto, anything right now would cost almost as much as the donation that you're going to get. So <laughs> <laughs> it could, I mean, if you wait, if you wait to cash in the Bitcoin, yeah, I could very well. Well, yeah. I've, I've always been in crypto for, for quite some time. Not because I'm a big believer in crypto, but I saw it as, as an investment avenue to, to diversify. So um, this year, just it, it, was, it was brutal, brutal. And but that's I'm, tied to the dollar getting weak, so... Partially, not- and you know, w- without getting incredibly political, you know, governments are gunning for it right now, so that that doesn't help either. Right. Anyway, let's talk about fun stuff like fun games. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm lost on the crypto thing, guys. I have none. <laughs> <laughs> fake money, Bert. We we I traded real money for fake money. There, end of story. And then the fake money went away. Uh, then then I am sad for you. Well, it'll come back in 50 years. Anyway, uh, as anyone that's been paying attention, we and a lot of folks in the community have a great disdain for the behemoth that is drive-through RPG, Joe. Yes. We're we're not fans of it. My head exploded several times on the air when we were talking about it. Uh, They've been less than friendly to independent developers and they've been more than friendly to my least favorite segment of our hobby and that is the sparkle trolls indeed you you know who the sparkle trolls are right sure i call them the blue hair crew (laughs) ah we're on the same page (laughs) I, i i just a little ego coming through here. I was so happy when other people started using the term sparkle troll. It, it, I was like a proud Papa Joe. <laughs> I imagine. I imagine. Nobody took up the blue hair crew though. I don't think well, they get, they don't get the, the cultural reference. No, 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 no. But I'm going to, I'm going to start throwing it in there. You know, I'll, I'll jump on the Twitter and when I'm doing the Twitter machine thing and sifting through the hate DMS, um, I, I will start to toss that one out there too. see if we can get some traction on it for you. <laughs> I love what you guys have done. Tell us about the Emporium. Yes. Big Geek Emporium um, 
and I made that name uh, on purpose uh, similar to our podcast, Biggest Geekest, <clears throat> kind of brand recognition. Who knows if it'll work out. Anyway, um, it, I'm not going to call it a competitor because to only time will tell if that ends up happening, but I will call it an alternative. So to where drive through dictates content pretty much at this point, it's a dictating content or else you get kicked off or you have to edit your content to their liking. Right. Um, at big geek emporium, we will offer similar opportunities for indie creators, um, without any interference in the, uh, game that they want to, uh, purvey. So if you want to sell a game, you put it up on the, on the, uh, Emporium, uh, as long as it is legal to distribute in the United States. I don't really care about other countries. They can do what they want here. <laughs> in the, um, but, uh, I'm going to go with the, the laws over here in the U S. Um, as long as it's not illegal to distribute, I will sell it. Beautiful. I, I I am a huge fan of free market. Bert will oh, tell you. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I'm grinning from ear to ear right now. Well, I appreciate that. Um, at first, I was kind of hesitant with more racy content, but as long as we have have a tag on it, and uh, then it'll be fine. Uh, I've also set up the site so that ra- uh, casual uh, browsers won't see it. So that should protect the little kitties. There will be some verbiage in there saying, uh, I am of, uh, of the age of consent in my jurisdiction. And then that absolves me of any issues. Because as long as you're right. telling me you are, I'm going to believe you. Right. And unless somebody proves it different. But uh, if you're age of consent, you can see whatever. And, you know, no one is going to force any, I, I can't remember the last time someone came up to me and put the knife to my throat and said, you will buy this PDF. Correct. So, so I love the idea that it's an alternative. And I think that that is the perfect word for it, Joe. It, it's, it's an alternative because those of us that are in our corner of the hobby know that we have somewhere where we can go have the same spend but support a distributor that's actually supporting the content creator and not forcing someone to bow down so just having that extra layer of choice it's all about choice Uh, and i'm going to be playing dirty pool i'm going to take a smaller cut for that's not dirty pool that's smart business some people (laughs) some people would say that you know anti-competitive or whatever i never understood that part of um when I took uh-huh. economics class in high school, oh, you can't undercut your competitors. I'm like, why not? As long <laughs> I mean, as I'm still making money, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. If yeah. you could make 70% or you can make 90%, which one would you prefer? Oh, 90%. Prefer, yeah, prefer the 90%. Always you want to make the most. That's not dirty pool. That's just smart business. Good for you. (laughs) So what we want you to do right now is everybody go check it out. What's what's the URL? I'm I'm assuming biggeekemporium.com, right? Yes. Big Geek Emporium is being built and tested. uh, If you go to biggeekemporium.com, there's a a page up um, with some information about interviews that I've had and uh, and whatnot, where – 
kind of a roadmap we have going forward and a place if you are so inclined you can give me some of your cash to help me get it off the ground because this is a one-man show um my day job is not in this arena so i need all the help i can get um uh, it's going to happen whether or not people donate uh to me and i have received some money um some people have been very generous and it's helped me um, keep it, keep the lights on, so to speak. So, um, right, you get get sort of the foundational costs out of the way. Correct. So, so we started. I think um, around the thirteenth of July is when I said we're doing this, and I'm hoping by the end of August to have a functional website that can handle traffic um, and allow the purchase of PDFs, if not. Print on demand. The print on demand side is a little more tricky. Oh, I I, I would imagine. Now, are you going to partner with one of the printers that we know of for for print on demand, or are you looking at like independent print shops as well? Well, initially, I'm going with Lulu. I was uh, mm-hmm. there's also someone called Lightning Source, uh, but they have yet to get back with me. So, who knows why? Uh, not- well, we all we all know Lulu, and they produce reasonable quality stuff i mean there's there's no knocking lulu they're they're sort of the print on demand you know benchmark right so i haven't seen any language on their site that suggests that they're like behind drive throughs reticence at um having an open market so it's they're not getting it from that end which i thought might be possible they might balk at printing certain books but i know some of the, some of the people who had their stuff canceled print their books through them so Right. right. No, and let's not give them <laughs> any ideas so that they start, you know, the Twitter war on Lulu to to get them to change policy. It, isn't it amazing that such a and I am convinced. I am 100% convinced that this is not a majority of our hobby. No. Such a perceived in my in I guess in my mind, such a small fragment of the hobby has such a loud and and dominant voice does does that not blow you away oh sure uh i i'm always at this point i'm not surprised but more disappointed when a company bends the knee like the recent uh battletech thing if you've heard of that oh my goodness yes right (laughs) we're going to bert are you familiar with the the whole battletech drama i'm not okay so Reader's Digest version. Right. Fill me in. Creator has a stalker. Stalker complains to company. Company fires creator and allows stalker to publish under their banner. Wow. Oh, I didn't know about that last okay. bit. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, they are allowing him to be a contributor. <laughs> well, the la- the last that I read, and and this might be my addled old brain because I'm not getting any younger. But I am 99% certain they're going to allow him to contribute content now. Wow. So What an exchange. Yeah. That, is a, that is amazingly foul. Yeah, from all indications, the fellow that they let go, he's prolific. He writes all the time uh, for different uh, um, segments of different hobbies and, and niches. And uh, lots of people like his work in Battletech Arena. Um, some people don't like his politics, but a lot of people like his work. 
and um, you're taking a known, great, prolific author for their fiction and for their um, the game itself, and um, exchanging it for a nobody. And going on absolutely no evidence. The only person that I've seen that has publicly, and, and again, you don't have to publicly produce evidence, but the only person that I've seen that's publicly been able to produce any sort of credible evidence is the victim in this case that lost his job yeah. over, over insanity. Yeah. So yeah, no, Bert, it was, it was a whole to do. Wow. Uh, yes. We did not talk about it. It was on, it was on my list from last week that got scrapped. Remember I had like 15 things that I, that I can't right. Cause we had, to, <laughs> we had to condense the news because of the power outage. Oh, and I, I didn't want to get into it because then we have people saying the that we were playing the politics card, and you know, we saw how that works out. Sure, sure, <laughs> right. Yeah, but no, it it is a genuine travesty because, like Joe said, this guy has a laundry list of writing credits, and we're not talking little stuff either. So, to to just. I guess capitulate to, you know, one of those that thinks that their voice is more important than anyone else's just uh, drives me insane. Makes my skin crawl. Everybody is entitled to an opinion. Yeah. You know, my grandfather told me that opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one and they all stink. So <laughs> I, it's, it's just incredible but yeah we we left out that little tidbit o news right and um at big geek emporium we will have no channel for someone to do any complaining about somebody's behavior off our platform oh please 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 have a channel and and have those emails forward to me (laughs) and i will ridicule them on this show (laughs) (laughs) open invitation joe i'll take the heat Okay, you know, you, you have that complaint a... mailbox, and then nobody looks at it. You, you just have it there. <laughs> Want to complain? Send your message here. We'll get back yeah. to you or not. Mostly not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're going to have an email, so they can send me whatever. It's just not going to – it's going to fall on deaf ears. As as it should. Yeah. There, as it should. There won't be an automatic algorithmic thing like a lot of people have where someone mm-hmm. gets – you know, it gets flagged automatically because at drive through, they will take somebody's um, brand new work that hasn't had um, even a single purchase yet. Uh, they'll take it down because of somebody complaining prematurely. Right. And we and uh, well, Amazon does it as well. Yeah. We talked to an author that had several works suppressed on Amazon just because someone figured out the magic number that they had to send in to the algorithm to get it taken down. Yeah. So it's, it's not a fun world. The, I, I, I weep for my six year old son when he is my age. Yeah. The thing is it's, it's stupid because not only are they denying that creator money, they're denying themselves money for the sake of someone that's not going to buy the product. Anyhow, most likely. Yeah. You know, Hey, I'll give you an example. There is a board game creator out there, and I'm not going to throw her under the bus, and I'm not going to name her board game, but I severely disagree with her public politics. 
guess whose board game I'm choosing not to buy. I won't buy that board game. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to write the distributor and have that pulled from their channel. I choose not to buy it. That's my own personal choice. What what happened to personal choice? Are we such... I, I hate to use the term sheep because it's a very politicized term, but are we such mindless fools that we need other people to make these decisions for us? Well, I am glad that you're not making those decisions for us. No, I don't want to. That's a lot of work. <laughs> I'll bet. You'll need a whole staff. Yeah, and it's only me. I barely have, I'm going to barely have time to vet anything. So it's going to be a bit of a, a Wild West uh, rough road to start out with. Um, I'm hoping uh, that I can get enough people on board and buying things so that maybe I can at least have some sort of automatic, not algorithmic, but some sort of way that if some bad actor wants to put up some really heinous content on the store because I'm not going to be able to necessarily check everything. I need something to do at least a minimum amount of like word searches or image searches and make sure it's not, you know, uh, objectively awful. Right. No, absolutely. And I'm wondering if you can, if we get, listen to me, if we, <laughs> if, if we get a good base, if we can have some sort of, community review too that that you can maybe implement down the road well there's going to be reviews and well yeah i'm saying for, for new content oh sure sure so, sure like a peer network or something like that where yeah, other I'm creators thinking, that sounds like a good idea you know hey you know if you have a chance flip through you don't have to read just flip through this new book um you know and have a select set of users or creators or contributors that you have trust in at least having half a brain. And then if they flag something, then you can go in and manually review it. Right. You know, right. Yeah. It, it, it has copyrighted material in it, or it has illegal, you know, something in it that's illegal, you know, to kind or, of give you a heads up. Or maybe they've just taken somebody else's work. That's, you know, you say copyrighted, but somebody else's PDF that's on our, on our, on our store and just put their own <laughs> cover on it. I was going right. to say, they put a new cover on it. <laughs> Uh, so uh, it'll happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, uh, initially we just gave them the idea, Joe. Yeah. Initially the, um, I am off of my current job this whole week. So I'm de dedicating it to the site and I've, um, onboarded a few po folks that are on our side of the whole equation. Um, some of them have had their stuff flagged on drive through. So they're putting stuff up and I'm going to invite people to do some reviews make some purchases to make sure all the things work at least to a minimum degree and then open up hopefully mid mid to end of August. Sooner is better than later. Spectacular. Well, drop us a line. I'm sure we'll be in touch. You know, we, we laugh at each other all the time on online. Um, but drop us a line when you go gold and we'll be sure to let everybody know from our end that, Hey, it's, it's up, it's running, it's ready to rock and roll. Go Good check deal. it out. Yeah. Good deal. There, there's a couple of things that, um, I'm planning on doing or looking into. And you, when you asked about book printers, I'm hoping if it's, if it's doable to enlist independent shops or whoever will print, uh, will 
help us do print on demand, um, not only here in the U.S., but having printers in other countries helps um, defray um, shipping costs for folks in those countries. Right, right. So, sure, you get anyone in the EU, and boy, <laughs> they don't want to pay for it to come from here. Right. For, I mean, I, I understand completely. Um, so if I can make some kind of partnerships without getting too entangled in their EU issues or whatever, uh, I don't want to have good old value added tax. Yeah. (laughs) If it can be just, if it can be something that is easy to implement and has as little impact on everybody's bottom line as I can manage, that's what I'm going to do. Well, spectacular. We wish you the absolute best of luck as as it comes to the Big Geek Emporium. Go to biggeekemporium.com, check it out, bookmark it, be ready to go. And like I said, if you're going to buy something in PDF form, check there first because not only are you more directly supporting your content creator in that they're getting a bigger cut, but you're supporting a distributor that ain't going to fuck around with censorship. And you know how we feel about that. Um, what's on deck for uh, biggest geekus this week, Joe? Oh, let me, I can pull up our, our, um, outline. Right. Oh, you guys are so formal. Usually it's Bert telling my multiple sclerosis riddled brain. Uh, Hey Ryan, what are, what are we doing this week? And then I'm like, uh, Well, that's what Randy is to me. He, he tells me what we're talking about, especially now. I don't really have a lot of time to devote to anything like this. I'm full bore onto the website. Um, oh, yes, it's our 100th episode. Oh, well, it, congratulations. That's a big milestone in right. this biz. Thank you. Um, we're going to be talking. Uh, it is going to be a bit of a retrospective and a um, talk about where we're heading in the future with Biggest Geekus, with... Um, Big Geek Emporium, and potentially even starting our own con here in Michigan because we don't want to go to Gen Con because it's a crazy place. Well, (laughs) I mean, they're still wearing masks at Gen Con. They still are requiring the vaccine passport at Gen Con. Yeah, right. We have a friend who has a booth there, and they have $2,500 tied up in, in fees that Gen Con would not refund to them. So... For, because of the whole mandate. So they decided to get the jab, even though they hadn't uh, until that point. And uh, I feel I'm, I, I really wish they hadn't because, you know, they both had issues. Uh, him and his wife had issues. And uh, anyway, we don't want any of that because um, we run, we're going to, if we get a con off the ground, it's going to run the same way as we're doing Big Geek Emporium. Uh, High speed, low drag. You know, you, you pay your money, you come and play games. That's about beautiful. all there will be to it. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So, super exciting stuff. Again, check it out. Biggestgeekespodcast.com and biggeekemporium.com. Definitely friends of the show, friends of the mindset, good guys all around. Give them a little bit of business. Well, before we make the jump to news, I do have to ask because I, you know, it just jumped into my brain. Is this a life? Is this a life of Brian reference? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Life yeah. of Brian. Biggest dickus. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Biggest geek. Monty Python. Yep. I, I just had to ask. Cause I was like, 
biggest geekest. And then my brain finally put it together. I was like, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, younger folk won't get the reference, but the folks that we, we like will. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, thanks again, Joe, for stopping by. Again, Biggest Geekus, good guys. Go check them out. Thanks again, Joe. Have a great one. I'll catch up with you in a bit. Thank you. Always a good time when a good friend stops by the show, Bert, without a doubt. Yeah, first time meeting him, but, you know, it seems like he seems like a pretty cool guy. Well, you know, and he laughs at some of my jokes on Twitter, so (laughs) I got to take it when I I can get it, right? (laughs) Whenever someone is not crucifying me on Twitter, it's big news, so... (laughs) <laughs> news. <clears throat> news 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 uh, what's in the news this week ryan oh you know a little of this a little of that a follow-up from last week we've got all sorts of stuff on deck for tonight i'm gonna start us out with not necessarily a nerd well it's like a technology engineering geeky thing not necessarily related to games but the united states is going to certify a new type of nuclear reactor for the first time in a long ass time right i mean the basic design of reactors hasn't changed in decades yeah well this new one is pretty cool uh yeah so I guess I'm nerding out on the engineering design. It is a modular mobile nuclear reactor, so it doesn't have to be built in place. It can be built, hint, hint, mass-produced, and then moved into place. Uh, the company is named New Scale, N-U. New, like in Chrono Trigger. Uh, the new... <laughs> uh, <laughs> new Scale. <laughs> I'm sitting here making noises. Uh, but they announced... Uh, in a joint press release with the NRC, Nuclear Regulatory Commission, that they are going to certify the reactor design, making it just the seventh reactor design that has been approved for use in the United States. So, Hmm. big news. I think everybody, especially this summer, paying that electric bill, welcomes new nuclear technology right now. And if you don't, you're a moron. We we need we need to be on the road to what it was in the forties and fifties, which is free electricity for everybody because it literally costs pennies to generate. So, you mean science fiction in the fifties? So you want sh- nuclear sh- cars sh- and? Uh... Yes, <laughs> I do. You know George Jetson, his his fictional birth date is coming up soon. I, I believe it actually was, it was it was. Did it pass yeah. already? Yes, yes, it did. Just recently, too. So, yes, I want my nuclear flying car. Yes, I want my personal nuclear reactor. Of course, I've played Fallout. There's nothing bad that can happen. <laughs> of course not. I No, I, I think it's cool, right? Any new power generation technology is always cool. And, you know, it's... I mean, if you think about it, nuclear's green, right? Ish. Ish. Green-ish, yeah. Green-ish. Hey, it's a lot cooler to talk about than solar or wind. <laughs> so, new nukes. Bring them on. Hooray. Uh, I don't know when they're planning on getting one in place. That was not in the article. But the certification process has been going on since 2016. 
Well, I mean, I assume a new reactor design would take some time to approve. You don't want to just slapdash that together, you know? No, but we're we're going on eight years? Come on, guys. You know what they say. If you want to slow it down, call the government. Uh, don't <laughs> comment on that one. <laughs> um, in a follow-up to something we talked about last week, I thought when I read this article last week, that it was brilliant and it was the bee's knees. Steam was removing and requiring developers to remove game reviews and awards on game title cards. Do you remember this story? Right. Yes, we talked about that. They were removing because they don't, these days, those awards don't really mean anything. You're getting, you know, you know, uh, the the Pasadena Game Society, which is like four guys who meet at the library, you know, approving your games. We posited, who on earth could see this as a bad thing? Well, <clears throat> let me warm it up. The next Steam update will make it harder to find great PC games. Valve is changing the rules for developers on Steam, meaning... They can no longer add review scores or awards to their game's main store images. I'm not making this up, Bert. Okay. Uh, well, I mean... I mean... I like to look at the image, and I like to be told and marketed to. This, <clears throat> quote, this latest purge all text plan doesn't seem to be a good solution. Why not? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to buy something, do your outside research. Do your due diligence before you purchase anything. Hey, I'm going to go get this car. Heard anything about these Yugos? Oh, I just dated big time. What next, a gremlin? Pinto? You know? <laughs> Steam already struggles with game discoverability, and this latest move feels like more of a step backward than forward. Nobody thinks on their own. You know, we were talking about this with Joe. Nobody apparently has independent thought, and everybody wants this overarching Big Brother-esque thing to make decisions for them. Should this game be published? Should this game be something that I buy? Do I want to see the scores? Yeah. Oh, Bert, help me. <sighs> There's no help. There's no help. We'll continue with the good news. If you've been living under a rock in the nerd world, you may not have heard that Warner Brothers and HBO Max have axed the Batgirl movie. I did hear about that. $100 million project, completely edited, including post-production, which is big bucks. Gone. Shelved by the studio. Huh. And the latest reports that have come out are that Warner Brothers didn't even tell the cast and creative team... That the movie was going to the basement of Arkham. They found out when it hit the news themselves. Oof. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now, 
I don't know. Never been a Brendan Fraser. I know this is going to get me heat because, like, he's becoming, like, some sort of meme god. <laughs> Never been a big Brendan Fraser fan. Uh, don't have anything bad to say about it. It's just I can't remember the last time I said, hey, you got to see this Brendan Fraser movie. Uh, so him as Firefly didn't set my world on fire. I was really geeked to see Michael Keaton put the cowl back on. And now we will never see it. Or huh. at least we're not going to see it right now. I'm not going to say never because I know that several producers and directors, including James Gunn, have reached out to Warner Brothers regarding the disposition of the film. So I don't want to think it's dead yet. But uh, I wonder why they pulled it. I mean, DC films traditionally haven't been doing amazing lately, but... I mean, it had a great cast, right? Brendan Fraser, Michael Keaton, J.K. Simmons. It doesn't sound like it should be a stinker, but the film, when it tested, was testing in the 30s, and that's 30%. Oof. Right, yeah. So it sounds like there needs to be some reworking, whether it's scripting, whether it's editing, whether it's selective reshoots. But I guess the decision was made when it hit $100 million that they had to stop the bleeding there. So no Batgirl, hmm. although Yvonne was dreamy in that suit back in Batman 66, was she not? <laughs> Left nothing to the imagination, 1966. Loved it. Following up again with our talk about Diablo last week, Diablo 4 has hit internal alpha and beta testing, and the alpha was extended to friends and family of developers. So oh, of, that's interesting. Of course, content has leaked. <laughs> of course it has. Uncle Bob told somebody who told somebody who... Uncle Bob took screenshots and video captures. And they have been taken down very, very quickly. But, you know, once it's out, it's out. Can't put it back in the box. Tons of leaks. It, it mostly happened on Reddit, which is one step underneath Twitter. <laughs> as, far, <laughs> as far as vile corners of the internet go. What Blizzard chooses to do to the individuals who pre-release information is entirely out of our jurisdiction, is the official <laughs> statement from Reddit. <sighs> so they are encouraging Blizzard to enforce their NDA. And I am too. Especially if Uncle Bob did this. Right, and I mean, it makes sense. You know, it's not... You know, an alpha test isn't ready for public release. That's why you have an alpha test. Well, that's why you don't open it up to friends and family. But I get it. You know, they wanted to put six people on a server, eight people or whatever it was, so that there was that community feature, which is pretty integral to the Diablo experience. You can't have Jody in her office by herself alpha testing it eight hours a day and have that be reliable for an online multiplayer game. I get True. it. True. I tend to wonder if they would have just leaned into their community if this wouldn't have happened. Because they have a pretty rabid Diablo community. You mean like a like a like a lottery or something like that as far as alpha testing? Yeah. 
put in put in for alpha testing have a metric that's going to automatically screen people and and just go from there hmm. we'll never know we'll never know well i'm not going to read that news story because i just closed it so i'm going to talk Fair about enough. board games <laughs> i didn't mean to close it <laughs> <laughs> Oops, we lost the news. Oh, that's okay. We're one story short. What a fucking shame. Have you played Colt Express, the board game? I have not. It is a really good game. I enjoy Colt Express. Uh, I have it. It's not a long game. Maybe we should pull it out um, someday. But we're we're kind of... We just dove into the deep end on our role-playing. I don't think we're going to hit a board game unless we have attendance issues in the near future. Um, but if, if, if there comes a point where we have, you know, an hour to kill, we, we should pull out Colt Express. Well, Christophe Rambeau is developing a new board game called Red Wood. Red Wood, as in like the tree, right? Um, big tree. Okay, got it. And the game is all about taking photographs of animals in their natural habitat. So... It's got some interesting ideas and mechanics. Think of a meeple, okay? Got it? Right, sure, yeah. Now, think of overlaying that meeple with almost like a D&D-esque cone of range, which represents your, your cameras. Okay. And now... You have sweet spots in that camera that you want to try to capture your animal in for the best possible photograph. It's it's very, very interesting because it plays more like a minis game. Like, when I saw this, I said, this is Warhammer, only you're taking pictures of cute fuzzies. Right, I mean it's an it's a very different mechanic. Like the that uh, you know those types of range markers and things like that you normally don't see in a standard board game. That's you're right. It's something you would normally see in like a war sim or something like that. Right. It it, it was seen on the table at Gen Con. You know, assuming that the mask didn't slide up someone's nose over their eyes and then they couldn't see it. Did I just say that? <laughs> <laughs> but um, there are a, a bunch of different what they call vision templates. And then they have different lengths, widths, focal ranges. So it really does simulate legit photography. Not Becky with her phone photography, but real photography. So I'm interested. Photography has always been a passion of mine. Board games also... Duh. So this sort of combines the two. If it's any good, I'll probably pick it up. The Kickstarter starts on September 28th with a planned release sometime next year. So what this means yeah. is I will forget about it for two years. And then, and then it'll suddenly show up in your mailbox. Yes, yes. Uh, no, I, I'm not going to kickstart it. I will forget about it for two years and then I will buy it off the shelf. I would uh, I would be interested to play it. Uh, like I said, I, I don't normally buy a lot of games that I haven't really kind of seen in action. Oh, such as Kickstarter, right? Right. Uh, well, 
That, my friend, since I had fat fingers, is the news for this week. Not a terrible week of news. No. no not a great week that... of news by any means. No, but it's not something that's going to, you know, nothing that made my head explode. Nothing, a lot of interesting stuff, you know, science, science and technology, new board game, you know, always interesting stuff there. Couldn't agree with you more. So on the back end here, we had a follow up to what we talked about last week. We, you know, we had these cowboys, Bert. Right. And those cowboys were at the mine. And I, as DM, was faced with this quandary. And the quandary was, what the hell are we going to do? I need to convert cowboys into a fantasy party, and I need to do it in a hurry. And we talked about my solution to it last week, which played out at the table this week. And I'm kind of interested to hear your synopsis and perspective from it. Because, you know... Honest Engine, Bert and I have not discussed this yet, partially because I wanted to, to, to get the first sort of feedback about the shift on the air. So, Bert, tell everybody what happened. All right. So, I mean, it, it's fairly straightforward. You know, we were exploring a silver mine. We wound up, you know, down a side tunnel, crawling through a tight space. And we wound up crossing over into a fantasy world, waking up with new bodies, new abilities, not um, not anything earth-shattering there, nothing that you haven't seen in, you know, anime but up till now. But it was a decent transition as far as that's concerned. You know, you kind of sprung the system on everybody. We, I did. You know, you, as far as switching from one to the other, you know, you just said, okay, here's the system we're going to use. Here's your options. You know, you can be this race, this race, or this race. You can be this class, this class, or this class. Hey, I had nice little customized player sheets for everybody. <laughs> right, you did. I mean, you put it together for everybody. You gave everybody their options, and you kind of let them pick. And the ones you selected for me were kind of interesting. They stayed, you know, true to the character that I had built. Uh, in Cowpunchers, you know, it just kind of transitioned him to a different system and, you know, and threw him back in time a little bit because, you know, obviously we're in a fantasy setting now. It's not trains and, you know, steam engines and uh, and rifles. No, it's, but uh, I did get you to or get you as in the party to voluntarily dump most of your weaponry before it happened. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh, but uh, I wasn't sure that was going to happen or not. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, I, you know, and especially we had somebody at the table suggest leaving somebody with the guns, you know, when we went to explore that area. So I was like, and I didn't oh, prevent it. I was going to let it happen. So and I was uh, like, there's a character who didn't transition. I, I'm glad that, that that didn't happen because when you suggested that, I'm just sitting there thinking, oh, shit. <laughs> what am I going to do? But, uh, no, thankfully, the party went down almost as perfect of a path as, as I could have planned for something so significant. Uh, not a lot of pushback either 
on no i mean there were little things about classes and things like that or a lot of a lot of questions about the system from our newer players who've never used it before right we did i did just finally arbitrarily executive order that we're going to use 13th age for a couple of reasons one was familiarity for me i obviously don't have quite the time that i did when i was 19 to put together um, each campaign so having a, a familiar system was beneficial for me right. and uh just being able to go through a system where most of us have done character creation at least once made it so that we were able to have mini role-playing session as cowboys cataclysmic event wake up as our new characters do character creation and still pull off one encounter albeit it was designed to be sort of a test encounter it wasn't a challenging encounter or a unique encounter it was for everybody just to feel out how their character is going to play um right uh, plus, it, it also gave the people who had used that system before, because you picked a system that, you know, four out of the six of us, including yourself, were familiar with. So it allowed us to help the new players kind of make that transition as well. Right. No. Uh, and and all of those were important factors in, in that decision. One of the interesting things was uh, our brother in podcasting, Mikey, since he has now moved several states away, he showed up as a disembodied head on a monitor floating next to the table. <laughs> right. You mean Max Hedrum 2022? Uh, it's a Mike <laughs> Hedrum. Mike. Bro. 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 I got to get some p -p 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 puss. Mike Hedrum. Oh, my God, Bert. If I had time, you know, what, <laughs> do you know what's going through my brain right now? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, it involves a lot of work in After Effects and Premiere. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. But I, yes, Mike joined us at a virtual presence at our physical table since he has now states away from where we all live and he still wants to be able to game with us. And I know he, what everybody is thinking out there. They're thinking, Ryan, you of all people, you fucking hypocrite. You hate online gaming you ridicule people that game online you say online gaming isn't <laughs> i i can hear it i can hear it right now and i've got to say we did not do online gaming we did mike's disembodied head floating next to the table I changed right. absolutely nothing to accommodate Michael other than the fact that I happen to have at my disposal a little bit more technology than the average bird. I had a condenser mic. I had the monitor that swings next to the table. Uh, I had a shitty old webcam, which I'm going to replace with a newer, better webcam for next session. But I've, I, I, I did nothing yeah, I different, Bert. I think the only concession you made to Michael that you didn't do for everybody else was you sent him his character sheet as a PDF and everybody else got a paper one. No, not the character sheet, the, the these are your choices sheet. Right, right, the uh, the transition sheet. Yeah, yeah. That you uh, were using. But that was the only, only, I don't even consider that a concession because 
if it were not something that needed to be done around the table for the enjoyment and the reactions of everybody, that could have been something that I would have emailed out. You, you know, if it were if it weren't an active part of surprise, um, that could have been something that I would have emailed out anyhow. True. True. How do you think it worked with Mike? Um, Other than the jet well. engine has now moved right. to the Great South. Right. I mean, there there were some, you know, there were the usual noise issues with his audio, but that's just Mike's computer. But I don't, I don't think it went badly once we kind of figured out where to position the camera so that he could see people and things and, like that. And I, I take that full that was... responsibility for that being sort of half-assed. I intended to do it the night before and have everything set up. But I had something in real life pop up that prevented me from from being down here in the game room for four hours setting up a, a camera machination. So it, it will be better next time. But I take absolute full responsibility for it being shitty, shitty, shitty. <laughs> At least not shitty, shitty, shitty. I guess, you know, I've seen YouTube videos of groups that play like that all the time and what we had was better than that so good to know that in 20 minutes i can pull something out of my ass that's better than what people will put on youtube <laughs> uh, anything from the session stick out in your mind just in general well, well i mean the um the class that the, the class options that you gave me really fit my character, but there, you know, there was a new class there I had never seen before, so it, it took me a little while to get used to um, that my what my new role was going to be in the party. But other than that, I think that it, the transition went as well as it could, and I think that everybody seemed to be having a good time, you know, with their you know with their new characters and abilities by the end of the session. I think the one person that I expected to give me a little pushback did not because you might might remember I expected um, one of our one player in particular to give me right. a little bit of flack and he did not no nope, not at all it was actually someone that I thought would just absolutely go with the flow and she had a hard time making a decision and she ultimately made a decision that was right where I told her to go anyhow so, with the exception of she switched from, I think I had her as a wood elf to a high elf. So, not not yeah. a not a bad little stint there. Not at all. What this tells me is that I am absolutely right on the money. There is no need for you guys, and I say you guys, meaning you fucking sparkle trolls, to be married to a virtual tabletop you can absolutely do it with disembodied heads floating on the screen and uh oh oh people live in different locations find new friends michael gets a pass because he's got 20 years backing up that pass <laughs> i was gonna say are you gonna tell michael to find new friends i almost told michael that i wasn't gonna do it hmm I, I really did. He was needling me all day. I could show you the text messages. He was going at me all 
day long. And I did not commit to him doing it until about 4 p.m. that night with us starting at 7. Because online gaming isn't. Uh, it didn't. It wasn't so horrible. Uh, I don't think Michael is quite prepared. You know, Michael's not always the most reliable human being. I love him. <laughs> I love him dearly, but he's not the most reliable human being. The first time he flakes, he's out. Because I don't want to have to deal with it. And, huh. that, and that is with my love for Michael. I, I am still holding true to to my convictions. <sighs> Any final thoughts on our gaming session, Bert? No, not really. I, I, like I said, I, I think that it's going to be sort of interesting to see where we go from here because, uh, you know, the way that we got to where we are, there's, there's pretty much no chance that we're going back. So... Oh, I don't know that there's no chance. I think that there was a last-minute change that I did not plan for that just sort of blurted out of my mouth at the table, and that was that uh, Jameson was also in your world. I did not have that planned. And I'm glad that I made that decision because it's an instant hook for an adventure. Right, it gets us moving. Right. Uh, you know... Otherwise, what's to keep us from staying at the house in the the house in the woods we found for a year? You know, I'm really excited to to be back. Uh, I know we did this whole big song and dance. We don't want to do fantasy. We're gonna do something else. We're gonna find this. We're gonna find that. We played cow punchers. We looked at other systems. We talked about science fiction. We talked about alien. And when it came down to it, we're old fucking gamers that just enjoy playing D and D. <laughs> right well i mean in, in this case like i said the, it was you know with the with the changes that are going on you know new players new you know it was kind of easier to go to an old system than for six people to try to learn a brand new one it was it was and you know it doesn't really matter the system doesn't matter as long as everybody has a good time <laughs> as i always say well that is about it for us this week. We hope that you can catch us on the podcast provider of your choice. Be it Google, be it Spotify, be it Apple, be it Amazon, be it iHeartRadio. I'm missing a bunch, but we're everywhere. Find NerdCognito in the place that you want to listen. Make sure that you subscribe. Make sure that you tell your friends about us. That's the big thing gotta spread the word so that everybody knows about the nerdy goodness that is our little song and dance here and of course you can throw us a review be it a five star one or a sparkle troll review we'll take them all we love the five star ones we also love to laugh at the sparkle troll ones so whatever is your pleasure please give it to us but uh, until next week my name is Ryan David I was joined by Bert and we will talk at you soon be safe out there folks 